Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? Another day, another dime. That's what they say these days, John Coleman. Another day, another dime. That's the saying, right? Is it the saying? I think it's another day, another dollar. Yeah, but ain't nobody making that this day, in this day. But um, boom, right. no, they are not. Holy cow! Especially if you're in the tech industry. Really, is the tech getting hurt? Oh, we layoffs over at everywhere. Google, really? Amazon, automation Meta. is taking over. No, I think they were just overstaffed. Oh, I think those companies were overstaffed. Now, here's the good news: one man's pain is another man's fortune. Yes, something like that. Right. There are a lot of companies who have been sitting around. Thinking, gosh, I wish I could get my hands on some talent like they have over mm-hmm. at Google, like they have over at Facebook. Well, now. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Now you can. Yep. Yeah, now you can. So um, it's funny how the world goes around and around like a merry-go-round. Time is a flat circle, Dustin. Time is a flat circle. That's deep. Look that up, children online. Time is a flat circle and go down the rabbit hole. I don't know if I want to do that. Do I do that after hitting one of your pens or before <laughs> I hit one of your pens? Do it before and after. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like run a uh, run a constant, run a control, <laughs> yeah. plus run the experiment. Exactly, yeah. And then jot down my notes mm-hmm. along the way and then compare them? Yeah. All right. Kind of like people should be business planning right now. Yep. Writing down their notes. There you go. And then circling back mm-hmm. because we and are reading them. We are at the end of the year. 2022 went by. How fast did it go Can by? Can you imagine? So full disclosure, it was this time last year that I was saying, because I do have a bit of a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. I can see the future a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, holy crap. And you were like, what, Dio? I go, <laughs> we are getting ready to get into a really messy year. You did say that. You know what's awesome? What's that? We record this shit. I know. So you, you can go, go back, back to and, yeah, go. to episodes from like November, December of 2022. Yeah. And you can probably listen to me. And, and what the better news is, if I ever say something that's totally off base, mm-hmm. you can go back and listen to previous episodes and call me out call on it. Call them out on the bullshit. Yeah. Or on just being wrong. Many people will tell you that I am a clairvoyant. And since you said you have a crystal ball, let's hop into today's episode, which is... Which is, drum roll, please. Everyone's favorite topic. What the hell is going to happen in 2023? That's what they want to know. Yeah, what's going to happen? Here we are. It's December of 2022. If we're going to talk about all things related to to, to housing and finance, right? That's mortgage and real estate. Mm -hmm. So this episode is specifically geared towards those people who think that they are going to be purchasing a home in 2023. They're going to be selling a home in 2023. They may want to refinance the home loan that they already have in place, they sell homes for a living or they finance homes for a living, or they work in an industry that is attached to housing, right? If you run a Home Depot, you're attached to housing. If you're a contractor, you're attached to housing. If you're a homeowner's insurance agent, you're attached to housing. We can keep going, right? Probably about a third of our economy is somewhat attached to housing. So as housing goes, the economy goes. In fact, we covered that on a previous episode when we were talking about the likelihood of a recession happening in 2023, which, by the way, it's going to happen. Uh, we were talking about how the housing industry tends to be a leading indicator where many other industries could be a lagging indicator. So the shit we've been dealing with in the housing market for basically all of 2022, right? You said 
Where was I a year ago <laughs> mm -hmm. in 2021? I was freaking out. Like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go through this. And today to sit here with you, John, in December of 2022 to think, oh my God, I survived it. I it oh my gosh, I'm smarter and I'm better because of it. I'm also a little bit more broke because of it, but it's okay because there's not a dollar amount you can put on, a, on, a, on an education. Well, you can because universities try to do that. Damn. Private schools try to do that. Mm. But in business, you have to look at every decision, especially those that go not in your favor that cost you money. It's like, but did I learn something? Yeah. At which point, take the dollar amount you spent or lost and attach it to that learning and say, that was a $30,000 learning opportunity or $100,000 learning opportunity. I learned a lot. I became a better leader and a better businessman because of a year like this, just like I did in 2018. And if you go back to what we were talking about in December of 2021, I was prognosticating. I'm going to get to the end of 2022. I'm going to feel beat up, worn out, abused. No one stopped to say thank you. I didn't make great money, but I learned a ton and I'm better because of it. That's where I am. So yeah, that's that. I'm I'm excited okay. for 2023. Okay. I am excited. I am a I am a mortgage professional. I am an investor in fintech startup companies. I think I'm invested right now in about 12 different tech startup companies. I am a part owner in a real estate investment company, and I'm contemplating opening up a homeowner's insurance agency, right? Oh. So I am an entrepreneur. I am a business person. And when I look at 2023, here's what I see. Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to start with the home buyers. Okay. Home buyers, your best deals are happening right now. Right now. Right now. December of 2022. All the way through about the end of March of 2023 is the best deals on the market bar none. How come? Why? Because every other buyer is sitting on the sidelines. Sellers who do have their homes listed must get them sold. And they're freaking out because everyone's sitting on the sidelines, twiddling their thumbs, waiting to get back in. Mm. Waiting. Oh, I'm waiting for rates to come back down. Great. Good news for those waiting, they will. We are on our way towards 5% rates. Back in September and October, we were telling you all November 10th was the date. And I wasn't saying this, by the way, because I'm not that smart. But I'm smart enough to tie myself into smart people, people like Barry Habib and Dan Rowich. And Barry specifically had marked the date November 10th, and I parroted that like the good parrot I am. <laughs> yeah. And sure as heck. It has been proven to be true. Interest rates are almost a full 1% lower right now than they were a month ago. Okay, cool. That's going to continue to happen. Now, nothing goes down in a straight linear line, right? It's going to look a little bit like a heart mm -hmm. monitor, but mm -hmm. on its way, ticking down, mm -hmm. right? To where eventually we're going to get rates back into the five, maybe even as low as five. That's a fantastic rate. Phenomenal. When I bought my current house about 10, 13 years ago, something like that, my interest rate on, on my mortgage was like 5.25 or 5.75, and I was thrilled for that type of interest rate. Super happy. So anything around five, five and a half, beautiful. Below six, we're good to go. I remember when rates dropped below six for the first time, and I was like, they'll never get lower than this. Well, I was a little bit wrong about that. Thank God I didn't have a podcast back then. You couldn't record it. But anyhow, home buyers, this is what you're excited about. If you wait, home buyers, for April, May, June, July to roll around, the good news of waiting, there will be more inventory coming on the market. 
The bad news is for every new piece of inventory that hits the market, two more buyers are going to be joining you. Uh-oh. Meaning it's going to become advantage sellers once we get into the summer months. Late spring, early summer, advantage sellers. Right now, for the first time in years, it is advantage buyers. Huge advantage. That pendulum has swung all the way from the right, all the way to the left. Well, as interest rates come down, as we go from winter into spring, that pendulum is going to quickly swoop in towards the middle. And it's not going to stop in the middle. It's going to swing slightly back to the right, which is going to put the advantage back to the seller. So your only advantage of waiting really would be, I could get a slightly, interest, slightly cheaper interest rate and there'll be more homes to choose from, but I'm going to be competing with even more buyers. By the way, do you know this about rates, John? You're not stuck with the same mortgage rate. No, Did you know that? There's a thing you can call, it's called a thing of refinance. A refinance, yes. So like that's the strategy today. If you're in the home buying mode today, buy now. You can negotiate crazy things. Like I was talking to a loan officer on Thursday, right? Um, shout out. He works with Bill Seagrest over at Cross Country Mortgage. And shout out to him. Gosh, I wish I remember your name. I can see your face right now. And we talked about doing an episode together because he's a two-year mortgage professional who is funding $16 million a year every year. So he is someone who's doing it right in a difficult market who came into the industry just a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. But anyhow... He told me how he was able to help a buyer negotiate $20,000 in closing costs. What? Yep, $20,000 closing cost contribution from the seller. That is unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. 6% of the purchase price they were able to get. And they used all of it to help that person get the best home loan option for them. You're not getting that in five or six months from now. So that's the advantage to the buyer. If you end up taking a rate that's 6.5% or 6.75%, awesome. Cool. In 9 or 12 months, refinance that bad boy once you have a 1% interest savings or better. Right? So prognostication for home buyers, right now is the best time. You'll have more inventory come this summer. But with that inventory, it's going to come two times more buyers. So for every new home that hits the market, there'll be two buyers wanting to buy it. So buy now. Interest rates. Where do we see interest rates going? Interest rates are going down. Yes, I said it. I'm going to stand by it. Home values are not drastically going down. Home values will fluctuate from market to market. There will be pockets where they were being sold for ten dollars and $20,000 over appraised value, where going forward they may sell for two or 3% less than what that appraised value was. I don't view that as, oh my gosh, home values went down by $50,000 from where that person bought it. I said, no, that person made a business decision that they were going to pay five or 10% over appraised value for the house. Now the home is selling for two or 3% below what that appraised value was, but that home didn't come down by eight or 12%. No, it came down by two or 3%. Mm. And in other markets, if the home's in the right area, it's in good, good, good condition. It may very well continue to appreciate by one or 2%, right? That's where we're seeing overall big picture over the next 12 months, home values will be somewhere between negative 2% and positive 2% depending with exceptions to the outlying markets, right? There's always going to be the, well, my cousin who lives here. Cool. <laughs> 
I understand, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? But ultimately, like there's there's a reason why we talk about Spud Webb. There's a reason mm-hmm. why I talk about Muggsy Bows, right? Because mm-hmm. very rarely do you have a stud NBA player with a career that ex- that spans six, eight, 12 years, and they're only five foot six right. or five foot three. Right. They're called outliers. Right. We're going to have those those outliers. If you are a mortgage professional and a real estate agent, unless you share the crap out of this episode, especially the past five minutes that I just spoke about, the next hundred days are going to suck. Period. End of story. Damn. Timestamp this right now, sometime early December 2022. It is going to be winter. Winter is coming. Buckle up, Buttercup. We saw this coming in September when rates peaked. We could see how many new people were reaching out to us for pre-approval, how many people were reaching out to us for, for, for pre-qualification, how many contracts were being executed. Right? We get our data from our local real, real estate associations. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing we can do. Until these home buyers get off the fence... We can't finance homes for them. Until those homebuyers get off the fence, we can't sell them homes. I don't know what to say besides it is time to get nitty gritty. It is time to hunker down and figure out a way. Figure out a way not just to survive, but to set yourself up to thrive. Q1 is going to suck, period, end of story. If you are a 100% commission salesperson, and you're reliant on fundings to happen or closings to transpire, Q1's going to suck. Go into that with that mentality. What's the worst? We're wrong? Right. Right? No. But for as bad as Q1 sucks, Q3 is going to be gangbusters. You're going to have a great year in 2023. You're just going to make the bulk of your money. You're going to make 70% of your money in the last five months of of the year. Right, that commission check that you earned in in June that hits your bank account in July, July, August, September, October, November, like those five months, those five months are going to be some real deal paychecks. But you got to survive the next 100 days to get there. And why is that? Well, let's fast forward to April, May. April, May, rates are at five and a quarter. Home buyers are off the fence. Anyone who is uncomfortable about their 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 job situation they're now comfortable, right? We understand that we have inflation in check. Yes, we're in a recession. Recessions are cool. Housing's a leading indicator. We are in the housing industry going to start pulling the country out of a recession with this housing activity. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be pulling ourselves out of a recession by refinancing all those people who purchased homes over the last 18 months. And they have those rates that are somewhere between six and a half and seven and a half. And we're dropping them down to five and a quarter or 5%. And we're infusing that money back into the market. That's how this shit works. So if you sell homes for a living or you run a title company or you are a homeowner's insurance agent or you're the store manager at a Home Depot or you're a mortgage loan originator or you sell life insurance. Because by the way, the best time to sell life insurance is right after someone buys a house, especially those people who are married with children and they're buying their first house. Then what you're going to see is a nice 80-20 split for those independent mortgage bankers out there. 80% of your business is going to be purchased business. There's going to be plenty of people looking to buy homes, and there's going to be plenty of homes coming on the market. It still won't be enough, by the way. Until builders get their act together, we still won't have enough inventory, which is why it's going to be a seller's market, slightly. But you're also going to have decent refinance activity. Right now, 
refinances make up like 1% of every loan being originated. So you go from 1% to 20%, that's like found business. That's found money, homie. Right. That's like that one time when when you're you're doing your own laundry that one time. Yeah, right? Yeah, and then right. and then you 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 threw those pants in the dryer. Never made it that far. That shit new pair, homie. New pair, homie. New pair. <laughs> yeah. New pair. That one time that you put on that that jacket you hadn't worn since yeah, last winter. Yeah, and you find some And money then in. you put your hand in the pocket, you got a 20 spot in there. Yeah. Yeah. Should have saved and reinvested with compound interest. I would have made something, but Hey, whatever, John. You were uh, you a little bit too me. drunk you from those me. Negronis you, you had while over at Hillstone. Me. Well, question for you then. That that being said, um, I did like that. I did teach you, huh? What? Yeah. That twenty bucks. Although in the in the market of twenty twenty two, it probably did better right, than right. cash. Um, we always compare the years. Like, oh, I, last year was an unprecedented year. I haven't experienced a year like that since I got in the market. Like, I got in the industry in two thousand seven. What can you compare next year to be like? Twenty twenty three is going to be m- more akin to. 2015 because i'm just saying can you i like the year 2015 okay yeah i like the year 2015 so here's the deal so let's go back to as far as i go back because i go back to 04 Mm -hmm. right there's a really awesome article written by one of my mentors dave stevens who's a 39 year veteran it's on housing wire here we are again what's today december what what's today today's the 5th 5th of december this will be released probably the 9th the 9th Yeah. yeah the 9th or the 12th somewhere in that time frame and uh, so if you go back to Housing Wire the past week or two, Dave wrote, wrote this awesome article where he goes back even further than I can go back. But starting in 04, nothing that we've experienced has been 04, 05, 06-esque, except 5 and 6, you could have said, were very similar to 2021 mm-hmm. in, in certain instances, but not necessarily the same characteristics. Just if there are some similarities, it would be there. I, I knew that 2022 is going to remind me of 2018. It's been worse. So it's kind of like 2018 with a shot or a sidecar of 2008. Okay, 2008 was, man, that was catastrophic. That's when we had the ML implodometer, mortgage lender implodometer. It's a website where you just got to watch in real time companies implode. Because look, this winter I'm talking about will have casualties. I mean, right? What does winter do? It kills trees. It kills vegetation. It takes out weak animals, right? Thinking of Yellowstone. I was just talking about that with another group of people visiting the park or watching the TV show. Well, every single winter, grizzly bears and moose and elk all die because they can't make it through the winter storm and the winter weather. We as the mortgage industry will see some casualties whether they are companies, whether they are individuals. I think just recently I read that Atlanta Mortgage notified the state of Wisconsin where they're headquartered that they're effectively going out of business. Guild came in and purchased them or purchased their assets or took them over. I just read through Housing Wire that Envoy Mortgage is laying off 30% of their production staff. Right, So these things are definitely happening. Like There's been some things in my local market where a whole group of great professionals who work at Equity Prime Mortgage were notified that, hey, they're doing a, a structure change. Equity Prime is doing well. Like, don't I don't want you to think that. But you know, th- they were told by their home office that they were doing some structural changes that basically I think the group ended up leaving, right? So, like, you just have that going on. You're going to have that happening in real estate, whether it's Compass, whether it's EXP, whether it's Coldwell Banker, REMAX, 
you're going to have maybe some branches consolidate, shut down, some realtors get out of the business. Mm -hmm. So like we know that's transpiring and we're getting prepared for that. We know that's a good thing. We had a lot of that happening in 08. Like that was the ML and meter. Just, I mean, literally realtors, title companies, lenders all going out of business left and right. We'll see a little bit of that. That's the flare or the sidecar or the shot that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But to me, 2022 resembles most 2018. Uh. And 2018 is where we saw mortgage rates shoot up. So then refinances dried up and refinances dried up. Then you had these really competitive pressures. You had margin compression, which meant lenders were slashing their rates and effectively slashing their their gross profit as well as their net profit in order to try to get volume in the door mm -hmm. and there were some casualties during that time period right. but nothing like we saw in 2022. i have a great follow-up question to that what concerns you the most heading into 2023 if you had any concerns like hey getting through the next 100 days that's my first concern just keeping the positive morale getting people, especially salespeople to understand the big picture, because most people in sales and most people in life can think about tomorrow or they can think about next month or the end of this month. But to think four months in advance, let alone 24 months in advance, that's difficult to do, right? That's why we have leaders and we expect our leaders to do that. And that's also staying positive, like understanding like, hey, look, I know I just have to embrace the suck. We had our regional all hands call, right? So this is a meeting we do with the company I, I represent. We do it every first Friday of the month. We have over a hundred people on this call and it's a call that I host. And when I kicked it off, I literally told the group, anyone can do anything for a hundred days, right? I can go a hundred days not drinking alcohol. Do I care to go the rest of my life not drinking alcohol? Probably not. I can go a hundred days not eating meat. Now, am I ready to go the rest of my life not eating meat? Probably not. I can go a hundred days where every single day I walk my neighborhood for a half an hour. Do I want to do that every day without fail for the rest of my life? Probably not. You can do anything for a hundred days. I'm asking those in this industry for the next hundred days, do whatever it takes to keep a positive outlook. Think about the next 24 months, the next 12 months, the next six months. Do not think about the next 30, 60, 90 days. And I do understand for many people, all they can think about is the next 30, 60, 90 days because they are protectionist or they're they're in survival mode. Survival mode is look, homie, I didn't save enough money last year. Or I I saved money, I invested it, that investment went sideways. I talked to a guy the other day who kudos to him because he's 25 and my my end result answer to him was when you're 65, you won't even remember <laughs> that money you lost. Mm -hmm. When you're 55, that money won't matter to you. But at 25, it mattered. He invested in starting his own company. Maybe wasn't ready. Maybe the market wasn't good to him. Maybe it was a combination of both. And he lost it all. Now he's having to figure out how do I go work for someone else and rebuild it this time, rebuild it a little bit better. And it was his book of business. Hmm. So for, for, for him, it's harder to look 6, 12, 24 months out because he's like, dude, I got to put food on the table today. That's what I'll tell you, man. Don't be afraid of a side hustle. Don't be afraid to go bartend at night. Don't be afraid to go valet cars. Don't be afraid to, to waitress on the weekends. Like, you got to do what you got to do, but you also got to run your business full time. That's 40 hours a week. 
That's Monday through Friday, eight to five, making yourself available nights and weekends when you can. So you ask me, what's the, what, 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 like what concerns you heading into like 2020? Getting through the next hundred days and keeping a positive mindset, which means a positive mindset is going to allow me to do everything I need to do on the sales and marketing aspect so that when things turn, I'm there to capitalize on day one and I'm not playing catch up. So many LOs and realtors and title reps and insurance agents are going to be playing catch up. Don't play catch up. The work you put in today, we said this on, a, on an episode a, a, a few back, the work you, you put in today pays you in 90 days. So put in the work, grind it out, do whatever it takes because those that are around, those that survive winter, it's going to be a hell of a spring with, with lots of vegetation to feed on, right? It's going to be a lot of opportunities that are going to be afforded to us. Well said. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is just being wrong, right? Because you can't predict certain things, right? You can't predict World War III. We couldn't predict COVID. Now, there are some super smart people that seven years ago, when asked, would say, what concerns you? They would say a worldwide epidemic. That would concern me. And we know that we're due. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, it wouldn't be the first time, it won't be the last time we know we're due. And and our fear is that we're not prepared. Or even if we are prepared, what's it going to do to our economy, to our people, to the health and safety of our children? If you all listen to me enough and you go back to my recordings or my coaching or even some of the um, premium and freemium videos that we put up on tloponline.com, I used to say all the time, hey, this is the direction that the market is going. This is the direction the economy is going. But keep in mind that our economy is a world economy, so geopolitical issues will impact the U.S. market. And the analogy I always went to was, for example, if Russia started bombing Ukraine, that's going to have a negative impact or an impact on our economy. And sure as shit, what happened in 2022? Russia invaded Ukraine. Oh, we got oil prices being skyrocketed. We got concerns with wheat, right? There's all of a sudden turmoil in Europe, but it's bleeding into the U.S. It's bleeding into the world economy. So like those are always the things that you can't necessarily prepare for. But yeah, that's, that's life in general. I mean, you can't prepare for a flat tire when you're on a road race doing an Ironman, right? The only thing that I could do is take a class on how to fix my own flat and carry a, and, and carry a, a, a patch kit with me. That was probably the extent of my preparation. Um, for those people who can't predict geopolitical issues, because we can't, and you can't foresee the next epidemic health scare, all we can do is learn from what we've gone through and say, well, whatever happens, happens. And I trust myself to pivot where necessary to continue doing what I'm doing. I'll just have to do it differently. In terms of looking out at, at the rest of 2023, I mean, I, I firmly believe get through first quarter. Let's survive December. Let's get through first quarter. And then I think we're going to normalize. We will be in a recession. It's not going to be a freaky, scary recession. Unemployment may go from 3.7 to 4.5. 4.5% unemployment is not super scary, right? We still have lots of equity in homes. We don't have people that, that were underwritten to these crazy, scary loan programs that would cause them to have a world of hurt. Now, if you're in the state of Florida, what am I worried about? I'm worried about your property insurance. Truth be told, I'm worried what happens to these homeowners when their property insurance doubles 
triples, can they still afford their home? Right? But I can't control that. I, mean, I can control it by lobbying the Florida legislature. I could control it by getting involved in my mortgage bankers association and then donating to their political action committee. Sure. Right. But I can't really control that. So all I can do is be aware of it so that when it does happen, it's not coming out of left field, that it's at least something that I somewhat mentally prepared for. And I understood, well, I'll just have to make some adjustments when that happens. Here's one thing you can control how you respond. And on that note, that's all the time we have for today. I'm done. Are you ready to do that? I mean, it felt like a great I mean, segue. It is a great segue. I mean, we can sit here and talk about this, you know, for, for forever. Not really forever. That's a pretty arbitrary yeah, yeah, yeah. time frame. But we can spend another hour. But I think I'm just going to talk in circles. But what I'm trying to do is hammer home the positivity because there's a lot to be positive for. I told home buyers where they're positive. I told home sellers, same time, um, that, you know, if you're looking to buy right now, if your home's in good condition and it shows well and, and you have a home to sell and then buy, there's not that many homes coming on the market. So the good homes that are in good areas, that are in good condition, that show well, they are selling. And they are selling for pretty darn close to appraised value. But where you're going to make it up is when you buy, right? Where When you buy. It's kind of like the sellers a year ago. Oh, I'm getting 20 grand over asking. Well, guess what? When you go to buy, you're paying 20 grand over asking. Like it goes both ways. Right. So if, if you're more into buying a property, now is by far the, the, the time to buy it. If you're in real estate, fine, uh, 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 home loan finance, insurance, don't know what to tell you besides you're going to make a really good income and have a really successful year next year, but most of that's going to be done second, third, and fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, mark my words, fourth quarter will be twice as good as fourth quarter of this year. But that ain't saying much because fourth quarter of this year is going to go down as one of the worst fourth quarters that we've had in a while. Um, and then everyone's going to benefit from from larger loan sizes. Like we are, we're just going to benefit from larger loan sizes. So um, overall, that's kind of the the overall housing economic outlook. Uh, home buyers, home sellers, real estate agents, mortgage loan originators, title reps, insurance companies, and anyone else who services this sector of the U.S. economy. Mark it down. Mm -hmm. Let's circle back twelve months now to see how wrong or right I was. And if I'm wrong, do me a favor. And do not crucify me for making an educated hypothesis that turned out to be less than what I anticipated. Because there was a lot of thought and a lot of research put into the last 45 minutes. Yeah. On that note, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That is all the time we have for you today. Please like us, share us. Give us a five-star review, subscribe to all of our channels, and most importantly, check out the darn website, theloanofficerpodcast.com. It is our storefront. It gives you access to all of our content times two because we have twice as much content on the website than we do just on the YouTube channel alone. Mm -hmm. For that, we thank you, and we will catch you on the next episode.